Welcome to Vegan Business Talk with Katrina Fox, author of Vegan Ventures, Start and Grow an Ethical Business. Hello and welcome to this episode of Vegan Business Talk. I'm Katrina Fox, journalist, author and PR consultant and founder of Vegan Business Media, a content events and training platform providing success strategies and resources for vegan business owners and entrepreneurs. Firstly, a quick announcement. I get a lot of people contacting me asking how they can work with me. So this is a little plug to let you know that I offer a range of services to vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs. From online training and group coaching to PR, content creation and copywriting services and one-on-one tailored individual private consultations. So if you're wanting help to promote or grow your vegan business, brand, product, service, book or other creative project, head over to veganbusinessmedia.com and click on the work with me menu link for more details. Now for the main part of the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vegan Business Talk. I'm your host, Katrina Fox, and my guest today is Stephanie Mixlovari. I hope I said that right, Um, who's the founder and creator of Lucky Chick, a vegan cosmetics brand. Now, she founded this back in 2000 as she was putting her art degree to work as a shoe designer in New York City. Nicknamed Lucky Chick by a friend for living in her LC, which stands for Lobby C Apartment, she decided to create a persona around her new name. Inspired by art and self-expression, Lucky Chick Cosmetics makes a vibrant range of colour-intensive glosses, lipsticks, shimmers and shadows to encourage people to treat themselves as the masterpieces they are. I love that as a tagline for a cosmetic brand, treat yourself uh, as the masterpiece you are. I love that. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Katrina. So great to be here. I'm super excited to hear your story because I think you've got quite an intriguing uh, business story because, uh, as I mentioned, you initially were working in fashion um, and shoe wear and uh, before founding Lucky Chick, and you founded it back in 2000. So that's 20 years ago. We are talking pre-social media. Even the internet was still in its infancy. Now, you ran it for about seven years, and then you took a break of almost or more, just over a decade, I believe, and then kind of revived it and relaunched it in 2018. Team. Tell us a little bit about that. Why the break? I had a family. And uh, so I actually uh, moved to Australia during that time. I had my business in New York in the LC apartment for 10 years. And then in 2008, I moved to Australia for a year. And actually, I went to the International School of Color and Design in Sydney for one year and learned how to learn different platforms to do with design. So when I returned back to New York, um, so I'll just back up a little bit. So I licensed the brand in 2007 to a company here in New York, and they wanted to take my bath line that I originally started of Lucky Chick and launch it into the mass market. So things were changing drastically after being in business for 10 years. And so looking at that change, I realized that it was time for me to change. And as painful as it was to take it a little bit more mass, I decided I wanted the brand to live on. And so this gentleman that I met 
he, he helped me do that. And so since I licensed it, it was, it was a time for me to go and regroup. So moved to beautiful Sydney, spent a year there, returned to New York. Now I did put my work, uh, my, uh, the things that I learned in Sydney to work. And I did open a housewares company for a little while um, with the designs that later became the inspiration for Lucky Chick round two. So I know it's pretty convoluted, but as life goes, lots of things come into play. So I moved back to New York and had a family. And in 2018, I knew that my trademark of Lucky Chick was going to become be coming up for renewal in 2020. Now, for anyone knows, I didn't know in the trademark industry, you must show use. You must show your product. And after 10 years of not showing anything, I was going to lose it. And mm -hmm. as something so close to my heart as Lucky Chick, having it for 10 years, and it being a creative inspiration by a, for so many things in my life, and I've met so many wonderful people, I thought, I have to recreate this brand. And, and can I just pause you there a minute? Yes. So when you say you licensed it, so did that mean the name was not being used still, even though it was licensed, or it was just that you weren't using right. it? Right. So um, great question. I licensed it for a term of two years. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So then the brand reverted back to me. And so right. I just, it was just mine and it was, it was just there for me. I, Lucky Chick was taking a rest. And having a business is just a 24-7 adventure. And I knew that. And so I knew I wanted to come to it from fresh eyes again. And so exploring a lot of other things, but at the root of it all for me is the love of color. And so creating tools for people to express themselves through color just was like a light bulb that went off in my head. And that's where I began the journey of formulating these vegan, cruelty-free, high-impact color products. Lovely. I love that you shared that. And I love the way that it kind of tied in, like nothing is ever wasted. You know, when we look back on what we've done and it looks like, oh, we might be diverging off our so-called past. But then, like you say, with the housewares, that actually then inspired the, the right. reviving of, of Lucky Chick. So I love that. Now, I'm curious. So... You started the brand. You started a brand, a business back in 2000, and then you relaunched in in 2018. I'm curious, what were some of the challenges you faced when doing the relaunch in 2018? And we're going to talk about COVID separately, but if we just sure. take you back to 2018 to start with, what were some of the challenges you faced then, and how did they compare to the challenges you faced back in 2000 when you first launched the brand? Right. There are so many ways to do business today that. It's just, it's like you could drown in all of the platforms, right? You could just work on platforms all day and decide which way you're going to sell and who you're going to talk to and your inbox is flooded and there's LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and lives and, oh, right? So I think it's drilling down and getting specific with your own with your brand and realizing the best avenues back in 2000, you were very limited. So the first time I ever used the internet 
like literally the first week I used, and I was like, you know, that I turned on my, you know, the internet dial up, you know, really date, I'm dating myself now, but I looked up the word laboratory and that's how I found my first lab. And in, in, in three days I was on a train traveling to a laboratory. It was like the wonder I was like, it was the most incredible thing. And so, and then we did, I did trade shows. So I love that face to face, but now we have lives and here we are. And this is even, this is a fantastic way of reaching the world. Far more than a trade show, but I love that in-person networking. Um, So I do miss that, but we did have it again. And um, yeah, so when you relaunched in 2018, so you were doing the trade shows then when you did the the relaunch, obviously before COVID hit. And again, we'll we'll talk about that um, in a moment. So yeah, so I'm just kind of curious because it's um, maybe we'll talk about that in the marketing section. But um, so in 2018, you relaunched. And obviously, this is a very competitive market, you know, the cosmetics industry. But you'd won an independent beauty award and you had landed a deal to get your products into Neiman Marcus. And for our international viewers and listeners, uh, Neiman Marcus is a fancy, high-end luxury department store uh, chain across the US. Can you talk to us a little bit? And again, we'll talk about how COVID has impacted that. But I'm curious, how did how did that happen? Like, how did you get on their radar? What were the steps you took to actually kind of land that deal? So I, in, uh, I guess it was 2018, closer to, yeah. So I did the Indie Beauty Expo. So trade shows pre-COVID was a, an amazing way to meet the buyer's that your dream buyers, right? So you, I flew out to LA. There was one in New York actually, but where I ultimately met Neiman Marcus was at the Indie Beauty Expo. And, uh, you know, it never gets old. When in 2000, Bloomingdale's, which is another, I guess that's like a David Jones, um, comparable to that, when they walked in my booth and I was just a brand new business owner and they were jumping up and down saying, this is our Christmas. I just, it's, it's that feeling that it's like, you just, you work so hard. You want, you know, to launch a product. It takes so long to finally get to that show that when those doors open and buyers walk through the adrenaline is pumping and you're just ready for, for beautiful things. Right. But you, you're always unsure if, that right buyer will walk in. And so, you know, sometimes they have their tags turned. So I just even love talking about it, talking about a trade show as I'm sitting here (laughs) in my foyer um, because our office is shut down, but that's a whole other story. But um, yeah, so they came in and they just were so lovely. And, you know, you would think they would be, you know, they were just, they were just so intrigued and so, warm and curious and they love lucky chick nice and always been you know just by its name just by saying the word lucky you know people always want to since the beginning they want to envision or talk about what would make them a lucky chick Um. and so it's it's nice to get a group of women together and 
it always prompts a good good conversation. Yeah, it's definitely a name that people want. Oh, how did it come about? It's a good nice right. conversation starter. That's brilliant. So all that happened, you, you know, your relaunch was going, you know, kicking ass, as we were saying in the US, going right. really well. Then COVID hit and mm-hmm. your whole your life changed. You became a you know homes, you had to homeschool your children, your seven-year-old twin boys. Can you talk us through how that how that impacted your life and your launch, your relaunch and your business? Right. So earlier I spoke about learning platforms. And if I could spin it, because sort of it's the lucky chick way, okay, I'm gonna there's a lots of negative, right? But let's what has come out of this that will forever be with me in a positive way? And it's those platforms that I talked about that were that are so overwhelming and that I would always hire other people to do and be overwhelmed by the idea of drilling down and figuring something out. So COVID hit. And at that time, we were in real lockdown, right? Just as I believe Australia, I know that everyone's gone into different degrees of of lockdown, but we were here for, for months and my kids were home and I completely rebuilt my website from scratch. And I had been paying a lot of, uh, I'd been paying people to do it. And I just could never, the true essence of what Lucky Chick was, was not coming through. And so that's what I, how I started my journey to reaching people in the way that I wanted to when I couldn't be in person any longer. And so um, doing lives and, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but can you talk us through what happened with like Neiman Marcus? I'm presumably that deal is either on hold or. It was literally day by day and you were just kind of waiting it out. And so I was working with the Indie Beauty Expo because that's where I won the best in show for lip product. I was working with them to finalize the deal with Neiman Marcus. And no one wanted to believe that this was going to go on for as long as it has. But it came down to the fact that like every, like it it was just going to, they were shutting down the whole program. We were going to be flying out to Los Angeles to, um, to do, uh, a trunk show, as they call them, right? So that means you don't. I bet you, they call it the same thing. But you know, where you you go out and you meet and you greet and you talk to customers. So they were going to be doing this wonderful event, of an event you can only dream about when you when you start a brand and put everything into it. And so it was all canceled. And so mm. you know, it it's um, and and through that. What I've learned also, you know, keep in touch with people. And someone advised me to do that when I was speaking to some investors. Keep, always keep in touch with, the, you just never know. Things tend to follow through eventually. It's like, I think that the patience is the tough part of waiting for life to to resemble what it used to. I love that. I love that you shared that. And so, and, and I think I read, and I, so I'd like you to just share this because I really loved it when I, I I read about it. That during that time, so obviously, you know, you were on this course, things were, you know, really rocking it. You know, got into this big, a big department store chain, and then boom, suddenly it's all on 
pause and I'm sure you don't know kind of yeah, like you say it's day by day you don't know kind of what what's going to happen when and it can be I guess a lot of people go oh you know I was just about to hit my dream but then this happened but what I love about you is you've kind of gone okay it didn't happen that way but how else am I going to get there and can you talk a bit about what you said about finding your hero product mm. becoming your hero in terms of the focus with the eye jewels I'd love you to just share that people well, I think there's there's a few different layers of it. So I'm I'm not quite sure, 100% sure of the question, but tell me if I'm on the right track when I tell you. My business after lockdown, I almost called it like my hero. It was like it was the thing that I leaned on for that positive boost. Because the whole world, if it was just me that was going through this, I probably would have been pretty depressed about it, right? That if I had done something wrong, but something that is so out of our control, like one minute you're this, you know, people are, you're like, you feel like you're, you're so smart. You got into Neiman Marcus and the next day you're like, oh my gosh, I make lip product. Like how crazy is that under a mask? Like (laughs) you really feel like you were so smart the day before and you're like, oh, I should be doing face care because masks or nails and you start questioning yourself so I guess part of me was like kept saying to myself and stay in your lane stay in your lane don't deviate and so you know the hero so every company needs a hero product that product that that sets them apart and you know for us maybe next year there's going to be a different hero product we're coming out with multi-sticks which I'm like so excited about, like colorful multi-sticks you could use on cheeks and lips. And um, yeah, I just, my business. You had had the thing with the eye jewels and you said it helped you to focus. I don't even remember what I said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You said that in the article, you sent me an article where you wrote about it and you said the eye jewels became your hero product and it helped you to focus because of the eye to like to look in and I think it helped to spark your creativity. Oh, 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 oh. That's that's when I am creating my own masterpiece. Right. Right. So what I meant by that, I, okay, so when I'm, so for me, homeschooling. I'm, I love children, but I am no second grade teacher. And <laughs> for me, this time when I have my products now and I created them to take that moment where I can focus on putting my eye jewels on and that bit of sparkle in the morning mm-hmm. and where I get to focus is my hero. And I think that's that's gotcha. what I said. Okay, gotcha. Wonderful, wonderful. I love that. So what have you been doing this past year uh, in terms of keeping the business going? Is it that you've shifted, which I know a lot of businesses have done, to direct online sales right. to, to customers and or and doing brand awareness? Can you just talk to a little bit about what you've actually been doing kind of practically in the business to keep it ticking over? Right. I think what the most important thing right now during this time is – to focus on brand awareness because while people may be in various stages of, you know, shopping, not shopping, there's a lot of job loss, like, but people are still out there viewing websites, looking for creative inspiration. 
And I think for me, and if you could see behind me, um, that's one of the pieces that inspires, that is inspiring our new collection. And my mom creates all of that, that artwork. And so that's where all of the inspiration comes from on the packaging. That's gorgeous. So thanks. So I think, you know, finding unusual ways to reach people, you know, so we're on zoom and when I've zoomed, I'm thinking, Oh, wow. Wouldn't it be amazing? Besides having lipstick on, I could picture just an incredible bloom behind that person's head, you know, so, so I created it. So, um, so wait, did I answer that question? Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. It's like you've been, yeah, inspired, reaching people in the different ways, which leads actually nicely onto our uh, next section of what I wanted to talk to you about. But first of all, um, I want to talk a little bit about the marketing and, like you said, reaching people. But can you talk a little bit about how, how and this is what, there's two things that people often, you know, get in touch with me and ask me about, you know, with their vegan businesses is, you know, how do I reach people? You know, how do I get visibility, which then can lead on to, you know, sales and so on. But secondly is how do I fund my business? You know, how do I get the capital to raise my business? I know you touched on the word investors. So I'm curious, how has the business been funded to date so far? And why have you chosen that particular method or methods? So, to begin, so it was a long awaited dream for me to launch this business. So when I started Lucky Chicken 2000, there was always an idea that I would save for round two. And so that um, it takes a tremendous amount of money to launch a color cosmetic business, there was a certain, you know, there was like my, my side fund, right. That wasn't used for, you know, I had my, my IVF fund. I had my relaunch fund you have. Right. So that was like my personal, um, really from the first time I started lucky chick. And before that I was in my twenties then when I first started lucky chick, So my family helped me with that small amount of seed money in the beginning. And we were profitable right away. I mean, it was like boom time. And it was in the bath industry at that time. And the color cosmetic industry um, is, of course, extremely competitive. And I recognize that. But I also recognize that, like, there are a whole lot of lips out there. And there's a whole lot of women wearing lipstick. So, um, yeah, so funding-wise, it was it's completely self-funded right now. And I do, people do reach out to me because on the website, I'm happy to say that sometimes I think we look a little bit bigger than we are. We were, we were about to launch a Neiman Marcus and things were starting to blossom. Um but here I'm, I'm in my foyer. So, but I mean, there is still a very viable business. And I think throughout this time, what we need to do is just tighten our, our wallets to not spend too much and think of alternate strategies to get the word out there, whether it's, you know, refining. I do so many workshops online, refining your SEO you know, do we, I didn't even, you know, it's, there are so many things and terms and, 
online, you could research so many ways to reach people. Um, there's ways to get in touch with press that people will do editorial on you and it, it doesn't cost you anything. So, you know, it's not exactly. That's how you reached out to me. And that's exactly. how I learned about your brand for sure. So that's obviously, so that leads nicely on to some of the strategies. So you've mentioned those, you've been doing some live um, things. So what strategies, what marketing strategies have been the most successful for you um, to date and particularly at the moment? What's working right now? So I'm realizing how valuable emailing your mailing list is. And a consistent strategy to get in touch with the people who the, the people who already love you. Those and and by word of mouth, they will tell other people because they will be wearing the yeah. lipstick. You know, someone actually wore lucky chick to the doctor's office in Australia and this nurse from Australia called, you know, it's like an, it's like a web and it reaches across the world, you know, and, um, and as you've got to focus on Instagram, like I don't believe you've got a Facebook page for the brand as far as I could see, but you, you're very, you're quite heavily on Instagram, which is obviously quite a visual medium. Is that purely organic that you're using at the moment or are you doing any paid like social? So I have done paid and we're doing that now. Right now I am doing paid ads, like retargeting ads on the internet. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, those sneaky things that you think that someone's listening to you, but if you talk about like, well, if you don't talk about it, but if you like Google lipstick, you know, let's say you Google NARS, all of a sudden there's Lucky Chick, like, and the computer knows what you're thinking. We're sending those things to people now. We're, you know, so we are starting gradually to test those waters. Mm -hmm. We did Google AdWords in the very beginning and we lost a whole bunch of money on that because really Google is about, um, specific searches and Instagram is more discovery. Right. right. That's so, a nice distinction. Yeah. I thought it was a great distinction. I'm happy to share that with people because I really had no idea when I did Google, I thought that, you know, we were going to, going to get a lot of hits from that. Nice. And I noticed as well, you have got um, some, I think they're makeup artists from like, uh, Dancing with the Stars, which is a huge show internationally. Um, how did that come about? How did yeah? Because that's obviously something I would imagine beauty brands would love to get into the hands of these makeup artists that work with celebrities and so on. How did that come about, Stephanie? You know, it still amazes me today as well. And I have to say, this is just a case of don't give up, because I was here, and it was a particularly tough homeschooling day. And I was making some phone calls trying to find a certain type of palette to melt cosmetics. Crazy, right? This is how it started. <laughs> and I started to reach out and look on Amazon for this, this heating pot for specifically for makeup. And I called the company and the owner of the company, I knew that the owner answered because she sounded like, you know, with COVID, everything was routed to people's mobile phones, even the yeah. owners. People would call me and 
the offices were shut down. It went to my phone. And so it went to her phone and I started talking to her about this device, right? This tool. And then I said, do you own the company? And she said, yes. And we started talking more. I said, oh, I'd love for you to share. I'd love to share Lucky Chick with you because we're two entrepreneurs. And it came out that she was the head makeup artist for Dancing with the Stars. No way. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. But now she put me in touch (laughs) with a lot of other makeup artists because through her makeup artists, I I met others. And I sent out, you have to be willing, I sent out probably $5,000 worth of free product to the makeup wow. artists. Really? That's, that's, thank you for sharing that. I think that's really helpful for people to know. And there's no guarantees really, is there? You know, unless they've specifically asked and that, you know, it's like with press, with media as well. Like sometimes you just randomly send out, it's risky. If the person has requested it, there's a reason, there's no guarantee, but there's a reasonable chance they might, you know, at least give it a few column inches or what have you. But so that's quite risky. So you sent out $5,000 worth. Um, but obviously, you know, you got on Dancing with the Stars. How has that translated in terms? Of, I know it's it's difficult because, as I say, we've had COVID. But I'm curious, has that been more of a brand awareness thing, you know, a bit of cachet for the brand, like as seen on Dancing with the Stars? Has there been any translation into sales that, you know, or any correlation that you can see or not quite yet? You know, we always, I, I do do a little bit of a discovery sometimes where I follow where did this sale come from? And you could kind of backtrack. It's time consuming, right? But other people, when they see you on that, they will, you know, put you in their publication. It's, it's, it's really interesting. It is like a spider web that goes out over the universe. And then you don't even know, and people don't even know where they saw you from. So then we've got that on our Instagram and then the makeup artists are posting and tagging us. Oh, they did do that. Great. Yeah. So of course I asked for every name of every makeup artist and then I reach out and then I ask them to tag us and you have to stay in touch with people. And I think that's, that's the key. Yeah. And I guess to create that win-win, you know, they got a win and they've got a really great new product they can use with their clients. So they're happy to kind of boast about that. Or you know what I mean? Say about that. And then obviously it's a win for you as a brand. But no, that's it. I love Sorry. I'll reach out to them and ask them if they need any more. And with COVID, I asked them, would you like a special pack just for this one client? Wow. I love that. Thank you for sharing this. And this is something people don't really talk about. And, you know, yeah, it's just really interesting. But that was just so funny that that was a real chance encounter, even though you sent out lots of product. But what a nice, I guess you were putting the vibes out there. I know we might be going a little bit woo woo, but do you know what I mean? You'd put those vibes out there and, you know, it happened. The woo woo works. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) You don't put the woo woo out there. Nothing comes back. But I tell you, I'm, I packed the orders for that, for Dancing with the Stars, right here in my foyer. And I they were lined up on the steps. I thought, my gosh, is this insane? Look how much I'm sending. No, you have to talk to yourself. Send that product out. Send it out. Now, lipstick is a lot, is, you know, a lot less expensive if someone's selling like, you know. Yeah, like a jewelry product or something. It's right. like, right. yeah, thousand dollar watch or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's so different. Yeah. So yeah. don't don't go bust on, you know. But balance it. But people love getting 
the product. Everyone loves a freebie. And I think yeah. that's yeah, true. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's brilliant. Now, talking of vegan beauty brands, there's now, you know, it's, I mean, the cosmetics industry was always, you know, massively, massively, uh, you know, competitive in terms of so many uh, brands in the space from the really big ones through to indie brands. Um, and now, of course, there, there are more vegan uh, beauty and cosmetics brands, even A-list celebra celebrities now bringing out their own ranges and by default making them vegan, which, of course, is fantastic. Um, but it also makes the, the, you know, the space kind of more crowded. So I'm curious, how do you stand apart like what is lucky chicks point of difference right uh, and you know it's interesting i can't imagine now someone not creating a vegan cosmetic mm -hmm. brand it's like it just doesn't now that there are so many experts out there that can help one such as yourself and source the materials i think there's just it's it's a no-brainer what sets us apart is lucky chick is rooted in original art we're all about the art we're all about creating and more and more, we're talking about, you know, self-discovery and self-care through creating and color. And so really looking at that, you know, as a, as a vehicle for, I mean, this sounds really out there, but mental health, but, you know, taking care of yourself and having rituals, daily rituals. And I think that that has become more apparent than ever today of, how we need to self-soothe ourselves. And if it's, and I happen to do it with lipstick. <laughs> I love that. I do it with glitter and sparkle and blue. So I totally relate, but I love that. And I love that you come from that aspect and your, your products are for women of all ages. I know that you kind of, quite clearly say that that it is for all women and because you know a lot of the beauty industry and I had this discussion with um, another guest on the show about sometimes you know the beauty industry as a whole is more about making particularly women kind of feel less than like oh you know you're there's something wrong with you but if you buy our products then you'll be kind of okay but I love your take on it that you know it's not about that it's about the art it's about creativity fun self-expression and as you said more of an aspect of self-care of just you know brightening your yourself up not that you don't you know you're not perfect and beautiful without any cosmetics but it's like a little bit of fun a little bit of extra sparkle and color which right. I, I really I love that exactly love that. and it's also something wonderful to share with other people it's like you get you know we did a giveaway once one for you but I'm sending you something to give to a friend as well oh, nice nice and, and that's like you know because I think receiving something that sort of prompts you for self-care you know it's not only yeah, the cream yeah. that you don't see which is also wonderful but something that people don't take the time right now to do sometimes because they think that they're not with anyone you know yeah yeah no I love that now I believe as well you've also your products have been added to a beauty subscription box um don't necessarily if you you can share the name if you want or you don't have to but I'm curious we can talk a little bit about the power of collaboration which we touched on a little bit earlier with the makeup artists and why those kind of things those kind of collaborations can be win-win right oh yeah it's definitely um a bright light towards a very, very bright light towards the end of 2021 going into 2022, we're going to be in about 400,000 individual boxes. Wow. With Lucky Check. That's amazing. So, yeah. <sighs> so that is going to be really wonderful. It's going to get, enable us to get into the hands of many beauty lovers and, um, 
Yeah. So, and building brand awareness. And that's what those beauty boxes are so wonderful for. And uh, yeah, so as, as a collaboration, I'm very grateful for this collaboration. The particular box, I've spoken to, to several of the boxes. They're all lovely people. Um, the collaboration is something that I'm incredibly thankful for because they have their finger on the pulse of really what people are looking for. So getting to mm. speak with them and even naming a product just to talk to them about, should we name that a gloss or a lacquer? What is that product? What color are women interested in right now? When things start to open up, is it going to be like the roaring 20s again? <laughs> you know, people are going to have a lot of glitter on. Yay, I'm all for that. Eco <laughs> glitter, of course. But yeah, absolutely. I might throw it up in the air, wear it. Um, so did you reach out? Like, I'm just curious because um, you said your office is closed. So I'm curious. It seems like you're doing a lot of stuff yourself at the moment. So was it, did you like reach out to these beauty boxes and how did that kind of come about? And I'm just kind of curious about how much you're doing in the business uh, versus, say, any staff members you might have had before COVID. Right. So right now, so everyone works from home here now. So, I mean, some offices are open, right? Like more essential offices, but with, and we're very fortunate that we can work from home. So mm. people who are, you know, contact, speaking with customers on the phone, um, some sourcing, you know, we don't have to be together to do that. And so a lot of people are also homeschooling. So, um, so that's what's going on with our business. So people are, are remote. Um, the beauty boxes, I started meeting them at the trade shows. Oh, okay. Right. Gotcha. And that's so where that it all started. So if I wasn't doing the trade, no, if, if, if I hadn't met them, I would be, um, sorry. Uh, I would be reaching, I would just be like Googling and looking up buyers. Mm. Yeah, and doing that outreach. Yeah, and is it mainly you that's doing that? What What's your kind of as the founder? What's your kind of key role in the business? Like, what what kind of tasks, I guess, do you do compared to stuff that you outsource? Right. So i I think don't get me wrong. I do the little stuff too, but I'm always thinking about like if I can be a bird looking down on the business, what does it look like? Where do, where where do we have some weaknesses? Where are our strengths? Who do I who do I need to be reaching out to? You know. Yeah. And, and sometimes it is looking for experts, but then it's also sometimes becoming the expert mm -hmm. because you could Instagram is very time consuming creating content for it, and I don't think before people do Instagram they realize how time-consuming it really is but right now I know my it's my brand is in the in its infancy I consider it even though I had it before yeah but because yeah. of COVID we kind of you know we were stunted right so um So you're working on the business rather than you're doing more of working on it than directly right. in it or a little right. bit of in it and on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bit of, of both because of COVID it's, it's different, but Oh, so like Instagram, people will reach out to me to, that want to create the content, but 
it's somehow, if they're not working with me daily and in the business, and I don't mean people who work for me now, but let's say, you know, people that you can outsource it to. Yeah. Right now, I think in order to create authentic content for a business my size, it's really great to learn the platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's good because then, because then, even if you get to a point where you are ready to outsource, you can really brief that person, and they've got something to look at to kind of get your voice, your tone, the whole feel of you. So I think that's great. Rather than outsourcing, yeah, necessarily from the beginning, that can be you know a little bit tricky if the person doesn't understand the brand right. voice. I've um, changed my website so many times in the last year and updated <laughs> it. I couldn't afford to pay someone the amount of times that I've updated it. Right, right. And they would, they would fire me. They would have, they would have, <laughs> they, you know, I would, I would have been like their only client because I'm always changing things and, but nice. you have to be nimble right now. It's true. It's very true. Well, I think you're right that, you know, people are itching to kind of, you know, obviously we're people at different stages of the world. I mean, we're kind of, you know, we've been kind of open to some degree, um, you know, for the past few months, we've been quite fortunate here. And, you know, now we're allowed to dance again. We weren't allowed to dance in public for a while. And now we can. So I think people are itching to, yeah, get back and, and put on, you know, lovely, colourful stuff like, like like that you've got. Um, but can you tell us just to wrap up, um, Stephanie, You've had quite an interesting business journey, as I said at the beginning. You, know, you started the brand, you had a pause, you've relaunched in a you know completely different kind of marketplace and society. Um, what have been some of the key lessons, maybe one or two key lessons that you've learned? It could be professional, uh, personal, professional, or both. But what what would you say some of the key things you'd like to share? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, and it's going to sound super cliche, but I'm just going to go for it. Go on. Don't give up. Mm. Tenacity. You know, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Tenacity. Yeah. Yes. There are going to be twists and turns, and you just, the things, the roadblocks may become your best assets. Because in order to get through mm-hmm. a time like this and to have, you know, COVID happen, let's just take for instance. So if I got into Neiman Marcus, and my brand awareness wasn't as strong as it could be, maybe we wouldn't be as successful as we will be in the future with them because we've had this time. Uh, That's a really good point. That's a really good point. I like how you flip that and how you have that different perspective on it. Because like you said, you know, it could send people become quite depressed, you know, to kind of have that thing, it's there, and then suddenly it's taken away and you can't quite see the gift. And I want to be obviously respectful and sensitive in talking about COVID because I know it's decimated a lot of businesses. People have lost their homes and lives. But, you know, there there is another, it can be those different perspectives where you you can see a quote kind of an upside or a benefit. So I, I appreciate Well, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I mean, it's in, it's an incredible loss. Don't get me like, you know what I'm saying? Like to lose, like to have a business that you've put your financial savings into. Yeah. And so I won't, I, I think I, I think if I'm to analyze myself for a second here, but to be, to stay so uber positive, it's, it's both, it's, it's mostly to coach myself through a really tough time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, I don't want to lose the business. If you can stay through COVID, you will withstand, you will go on further. 
If you have to shut down, it's incredibly painful. But because we're so small, we were able to tighten. Yeah. So dramatically. Right. And so I believe that when we're able to reemerge, we will still be there when other people weren't able to survive through it. Gotcha. There are some very large cosmetic companies, even like Becca Mm -hmm. Cosmetics several weeks ago, shut their doors. People were shocked. That's all by Estee Lauder. But times change. And that wasn't probably the right avenue for them. But um, yeah, so I think just stick to it. I think that, you know, I've been homeschooling, like I said, so I get to tell my kids like, you know, because it's it's tough. There are seven in their home and they want to be with their friends. And I, you know, we can't give up. And so I also think that I have to show them that we can't give up. Absolutely. Well, I love that you haven't given up. I'm very excited to have learned about your new brand. I know we were talking off air before we came on. I love that you've got some like gold shimmers and, you know, glitzy stuff. I'm like, yes, because I always make a running joke whenever I interview anyone in the fashion industry. I'm like, we need more sparkly things in fashion and beauty. So I love that you've done that, Stephanie. And you ship worldwide, I believe. um, We ship worldwide. And if it's over $50 to Australia, I have to put this on the site that it's free. Amazing. Amazing. So you can find out more at luckychick.com. It's been lovely speaking with you, Stephanie. I really appreciate you sharing honestly and candidly your insights and your business journey. And I'm excited to see where you go next. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much, Katrina. Lovely, lovely to be with you. So that's it for this episode of Vegan Business Talk. I hope you enjoyed it and found it useful. If you like the show, please give it a review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on as it helps to get it seen by more people. There are more free resources on the veganbusinessmedia.com website to help you in your quest to build and sustain a successful business. And if you'd like to work with me personally on promoting and growing your vegan business or brand, you'll find details on how to do this on the website at veganbusinessmedia.com and clicking on the Work With Me menu link. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of Vegan Business Talk. Bye for now. 